you're listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode 42. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast-tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Hey there, Michelle here. Welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast and welcome to not only a shiny new year, but a brand new decade. I truly hope you had the most amazing Christmas. We had the whole family over to the barn, which was so much fun. We have a kitchen where people can sit and talk to us while we cook so we can all be together and I love that. Yes, if I'm honest, we ate a bit too much and I definitely noticed the effect of eating way more sugar than I usually do. But we had a fabulous, fun-filled, festive break and I am so grateful for that. Now, one thing you've probably already heard a lot about over the past week or two is New Year's resolutions. I've already lost count of all the conversations I've overheard or had with clients and friends resolving to lose weight, get healthy, find a new job or finally feel successful in their businesses. Well, today I'm calling time on all that. In fact, I want to start a resolution revolution. No more New Year's resolutions. Okay, I know this is going to make me sound all bar humbug like a New Year Mrs. Scrooge, but I'm serious because for 92% of people, resolutions just don't work. Of course, there's nothing wrong with wanting to make change in our lives and businesses. Most of us have some sort of fresh start in mind this time of year and I'm all for that. But there are some key reasons why resolutions don't work and some very specific steps we can take to make lasting change instead. So let's start off with a few of the many reasons why resolutions fail. So the first is we feel we should make change rather than really being driven to make it. And I think this is about you know, feeling like we need to do something because other people are doing it. So the massive influx of new members at the gym and that uptick in sales of diet and vegan products is really testament to this. It's easy to feel like we should do something just because we see everybody else doing it. And who doesn't want to be a bit more healthy, right? But when we try to make change without a strong personal motivation, Our willpower often isn't enough to see it through to the end of the month, let alone beyond January and into, you know, quarter two or quarter three. The second reason resolutions fail is that we try to accomplish too much too soon. So it's impossible and frankly unhealthy to lose like 10 pounds in a week. And it's unlikely you'll find your dream job overnight. And resolutions often lead us to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make change quickly, almost instantly, in fact. But when the inevitable happens and we slip on day three, we feel like we failed and we give up. And this commit quit cycle is something we can repeat over and over again until we're left feeling totally demoralized and believe we'll never be able to make the changes that we want to. The third reason is we don't really know how to make resolutions happen. 
So it's easy to get excited about setting a resolution and get all fired up and talk about how great it's going to feel when we've achieved it. But all talk with no action gets us nowhere fast and not knowing how to get started, what to do first or having a clear plan of the steps you need to take is one of the main reasons resolutions fail. And the fourth and final reason I'm going to talk about today is we just don't enjoy the journey. Let's be honest, most resolutions tend to be about changing something about ourselves that we don't like. So perhaps we're working too many hours and we want to take more time out for ourselves. Or we feel we don't know enough about something. So we buy a bunch of books and promise ourselves we're going to absorb every single word. Or we don't like the way we look, so we try the latest fad diet in the hope it will finally work. Whatever we decide to do, if we don't enjoy the process of change, we're just not going to stick to it. And that's not our fault. Our brains are hardwired to move us away smartly from anything that makes us feel uncomfortable. So it's no wonder that restrictive diet or boring textbook is the first thing we drop like a stone. So what can we do if we want to create long-term lasting change? Well, taking one step and making a resolution won't deliver for you, but there are four steps you can take and repeat consistently throughout the year, which will supercharge your efforts and give you the best possible chance of achieving your dreams. These steps echo the four pillars of my coaching system, crystal clarity, core courage, calm confidence, and crush it consistency. But they also stand alone and you can start them right away. So step one is review. Now you might be wondering why looking backwards will help you move forwards, but while we're setting our compass for success, it's important to understand where we are right now. So this is about spending a little bit of time to take stock on where we are today in our lives and our businesses. After all, if we don't know where we are now, how can we work out where we want to get to? Now, if you know me well, then you know I believe true success is about balance across all areas of our lives. So our business interacts with our personal life, whether we like it or not. So as well as looking at where you are in your business, I recommend you look at other areas of your life too, like your financial position, health, your mindset, personal growth, and relationships too. Here are some questions to help you think about each of these areas in turn. So for your business and personal finances, what has gone well so far this year? What hasn't gone so well? Why do you think that is? Where have you spent the majority of your time so far this year? What activities with what people doing what tasks? What have you learned? What do you want to change as a result? Where have you been busy versus productive? How is your customer base and retention? What about email list growth and churn? How many social media values do you have by channel? And what is your retention like? How much engagement are you having? What testimonials have you received and implemented in your marketing? How sticky is your content? And how many people have interacted with that content and shared it? If you have any JV partnerships, what are the results of those? How are your affiliate deals doing? Let's do a review of your tech platforms, email, website, your online store, content scheduling, your design. How are they working for you? What products have you launched? 
What flew and what bombed and why might that be? What was your income like? Did it meet your goals? How about your expenditure? How much profit did you make? What drove your income? What products or services sold best? What clients did you start working with and how much did they pay you? What marketing activities drove most of your inquiries and sales? How did you do with budgeting this year personally? What did you spend most of your money on? Did you set aside money to save? Okay, let's move on to health. If you don't feel well physically or mentally, it doesn't matter how it looks in other areas of your life. Our health needs to be a priority, and that includes eating well, sleeping well, and staying hydrated. So some questions here include, how do I feel about my body? How do I feel about my health? What health goals did I work on last year, and have I achieved them? And if not, what has held me back? Do I feel confident that I'm eating a balanced and nutritional diet that suits my body? Have I found an exercise routine that works for me and that I enjoy? Am I staying hydrated throughout the day? Am I drinking more than the recommended amount of alcohol per week? Am I sleeping enough? Do I have an end of day routine that sets me up for a restful night? Are there any health niggles that I've been putting off talking to a professional about? Let's move on to mindset. Because our physical health is super important, but we also need to maximize our mindset and work on any self-limiting beliefs that might hold us back this year. This can cover everything from self-doubt to your relationship with money. So some questions here include, how did my mindset serve me last year? Who's been more in control of my emotional side? Me or my inner cave woman? What thoughts have I had that held me back? What beliefs have I been holding on to that I'd like to let go of? What beliefs and thoughts have served me well? Have I felt confident enough to tackle the challenges in my life and business? When things haven't gone as I expected, have I been able to have a sense of perspective and bounce back? Do I feel successful? Do I feel satisfied with my life overall? If not, what goals do I want to set myself this year? Okay, let's move on to your personal growth and personal goals. This can involve everything from your interests such as sports, dream trips or a desire to play a musical instrument to losing weight or making more time for fun and relaxation. So what personal goals did you set yourself this year and did you meet them? What has gone well and what hasn't gone as well as you expected? Ask yourself, what have I learned from my experiences? What have I learned about myself? Where do I need to keep learning? Where can I share my knowledge to help others? What's made me happy, fulfilled or content? How am I building brand me? And how have I worked on my legacy? What am I grateful for? What successes can I celebrate and how am I going to do that? Let's move on to relationship goals, which is the last one. Most of us want to share our success and happiness with the people that are most important to us in our lives. And we've got people who can support us in the difficult times, hopefully. But relationships don't just happen, they take work too. 
from that special someone to your family, friends and colleagues. So some questions here include, did I spend quality time with the people in my life who were most important to me last year? Was there someone special that I enjoyed spending time with? Have I had people there to support me through the tough times? Are there any relationships that haven't been as positive as I'd like? Am I happy with the level of intimacy in my life? What are some of the best moments I had in my relationships last year? Are there any relationships that I need to work more on or let go of? Have I been the partner, friend, daughter, sister, mother, aunt or grandmother that I wanted to be? Have I supported and encouraged those around me? Now, don't worry if you haven't managed to scribble all those questions down because you will be able to download a transcript of the podcast on the show notes page as always at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash listen. So for now, just consider what came up for you as I asked those questions. Okay, before we move on to step two, I want to quickly talk about a key reason that people uh, don't achieve their goals, which is that they don't create space in their lives to actually work on them. We're also busy working in our businesses and in our lives. It can be hard to work on them. So I'd also recommend that you spend some time considering how you'll clear some space in your life and business to work on the new, measurable, manageable and actionable goals that you're going to be setting instead of New Year's resolutions. Specifically, think about what you can stop doing and what you can start doing because that's going to help you to clear some space. So for example, if you tend to get distracted by social media, and let's face it, that's true for a lot of us, you could make a conscious plan to remove that distraction and set aside some specific time each day where you're going to do some deep focus work. Okay, let's move on to step two. So once you've reviewed each area of your life and business, you can take those learnings and use them to help you decide which of those areas you want to work on this year, specifically where there's a gap between where you are now and where you want to get to by the end of it. And incidentally, if that feels like too long a time period, you can totally do this same process just for one quarter, so the next three months. But for this episode, I'm going to be talking about annual goals. So how do we know where we want to get to? Well, this is the fun bit because we're going to take a journey into the future. Setting goals and making plans is crucial to helping us reach our ideal life. But if we don't have a clear vision for where we want to get to, we'll start to get all bogged down in the how. And that can really quickly lead to overwhelm. And as we've talked about, that's already a key reason that resolutions fail. So we want to avoid that here for sure. So what you're going to do in step two is think about the areas that you reviewed in step like to see happen in each of them. So close your eyes and picture what that would look like. Don't get caught up worrying about not knowing how you'll make it happen. Just focus on all your senses. What does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like for you when you are in that vision? What qualities and skills do you have? How are you dressed? How are you feeling? Who are you with? What work are you doing? With who and where are you? Move through each area you want to cover until you have a really clear vision for all of them. Okay, now you're going to look at each of those visions and decide which ones excite you the most. Which ones make you want to get started right away? 
Don't worry if they're a bit scary too. That just shows that they're stretching you beyond your comfort zone, which is a good thing because we don't grow when we stay inside our comfort zone, only outside it. So I tend to feel that when something's a bit scary, it means that I'm on the right track. Okay, moving on to step three. Once you've picked the areas of your life and business you're excited about working on this year, it's time to get down to some serious goal setting. But first, I want to share seven common mistakes we often make when we're setting goals that can really hold us back. And full disclosure, I shared these before back in episode 12, but I really do think they're worth repeating here. The first is that we don't write them down. So if a goal's not written down, it's just a dream without any power. When we start physically writing down our goals, they take on a new powerful form that encourages our brain to set things in motion to reach them. Once you've focused on what you want, it starts to get a lot easier to focus on how to make it happen. The second is that we create too many goals. We're all busy running or creating our businesses, so setting too many new goals is definitely going to lead to overwhelm. Keeping the number manageable is the best way to get them done. The third mistake is we don't work backwards from the revenue. So knowing how much income we need to bring into our businesses each quarter and what we can afford to have going out in terms of expenses is key. Without a profit, our businesses are not viable. A great way to build this in is to start with the revenue and work back from there. So let's say you knew you needed to make 15K next quarter. What would that need to look like in terms of products and services and clients? What marketing would you need to do based on your current or normal conversion rate? Build all of this into your goal planning. The fourth mistake is we only set goals for one area of our lives. And we have talked a a little bit about this already. So most of us are focused on building our businesses and it's natural we want to move towards setting goals in that space. But our lives are much more than work. So each of the areas we reviewed earlier, they all interact with each other. So it's important that we spread that growth around a bit. The fifth mistake is we don't make goals specific enough. So a lot of goals suffer from being just too vague. So we might say, I want to write a book rather than I want to write a book about the eight happiness habits that took me from functioning to fabulous and have it published by January 2019. Now, clearly that's one of mine and uh, about my book. So number six is that we don't make our goals measurable. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. The only way to know how we're doing with our goals is to quantify them. So I will lose 25 pounds by the 30th of September is better than I will lose weight, for example. The seventh mistake is we don't set deadlines. Michael Hyatt says, so often important gets sacrificed at the altar of urgent, which is so true, isn't it? Deadlines create urgency and that's what helps us to get things done. But if we don't make growth a priority and urgent, it won't be a priority and it's easy to procrastinate or just put it off. And the eighth and final mistake is we don't keep our goals visible. So writing down a set of goals at the beginning of the year and then not looking at them again until December is not going to work. Keeping our goals visible keeps us focused on achieving them and helps our brain to work for us by searching for solutions to the problems that are inevitably going to come up. And we'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. So now we know what we want to avoid, let's work on setting some exciting goals. 
You're going to take your visions for the future that you imagined just now and work backwards to decide what that means you'll need to have achieved at the end of each quarter this year. So for example, if you want to have launched a new product or service by the end of quarter three, what will you need to have done by the end of quarter one and quarter two? You can then write those things out as a clear, specific and measurable goal for each quarter with a deadline. Okay, so I want to make this live a bit more for you. So let's use an example to work through steps one to three so far. For this example, I'm going to imagine that in step one, while you were reviewing your business, you recognize that you've been hiding a bit. You've been struggling to get yourself out there and that's been holding you back. So in step two, you imagined yourself being much more visible, stepping out from behind your business and allowing your ideal client to see and hear more from you. Making videos doesn't really appeal to you. So in step three, you set yourself a goal to launch a podcast by the end of quarter three. So that's by the end of September that will showcase your expertise and help your ideal client learn more about you and your business while at the same time creating content you can reuse across other platforms. So you state your overall goal as I will launch my podcast by the 30th September and publish episodes twice a month. You then break that goal down into where you need to be at the end of quarter one and quarter two. So by the end of quarter one, I will have taken a basic podcasting course online to teach me what I need to know. By the end of quarter two, I will have set up my hosting platform and planned out the topics for my podcast for October to December. During quarter three, I will record two shows so that I have them ready to publish by the end of the quarter when my podcast goes live. Now, clearly, there will likely be other steps you need to take and other actions to complete once you've done the course, but you know we're starting something new, so we don't know what we don't know yet. The key thing here is not to let that stop you moving forward. Make some assumptions based on a little bit of research and then pivot when you need to. The important thing is to get started. Okay, we're at the final step, step four. Now here's something really important. When you know where you are and you get crystal clear on where you want to get to, there is going to be a gap. So that gap is where fear can hang out to trip you up. So we're gonna plan in bridging that gap with a very clear set of actions to help you achieve your goals and that very specifically, those actions are calendarized. Now, this is the bit I used to really struggle with. I would get super excited about my high level goals, but then I wouldn't follow through on them by figuring out what actions I needed to take or I wouldn't add them to my calendar to make sure they got done. This is about taking your actions down to very granular detail. What are you doing tomorrow? What are you doing the next day? What are you doing next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Why didn't I get this done? Well, because I got all caught up in not knowing exactly what those actions were. It got challenging. So my brain said, let's do that tomorrow, which of course meant never. So I came up with a way to make it less challenging by figuring out not what I needed to do, but what questions I needed to answer. So if we take our previous example of launching a podcast, uh, that goal, for example, would be by the end of quarter one, I have taken a basic podcasting course online to teach me what I need to know. Then the questions I might need to answer to achieve that goal could be, what time of day is the best time for me to do a course? 
What tasks on my to-do list can I postpone or delegate to clear space for me to take the course? What events in my calendar do I need to reschedule? What's the best course for me? Do I know anyone who can recommend a course they've taken? How long are the courses? How much time is it going to take me? What podcast do I like listening to and did they take a course to get them get started? What is my budget for taking a course? So our brains love to answer questions. So asking questions like these will immediately get your brain thinking about finding answers and that gets you into doing mode. It also breaks down your goals into small chunks so they feel less overwhelming. The next step would be to add those questions and I do mean the questions, into whatever calendar or planning system you use as a task with a specific deadline. So I know this seems really detailed, but it literally is how things get done. If you have a meeting with someone, you don't add it to your to-do list. You add it to your calendar with a date and a time, and that's how you know it's going to take place. This is going to mean you getting really clear about where you have space in your calendar to help you meet your goals. And that is what helps you get it done. So there you have it. Four steps to help you make exciting changes this year without setting New Year's resolutions. And as I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, these are steps that you can take and repeat consistently throughout the year. I literally do a mini version of these four steps every quarter to make sure I'm on track. I review where I am, check in with my vision for the next quarter, set clear goals and create an action plan with all the questions I need answering. This is a step-by-step process you can use again and again to check where you are and make any adjustments you need to so you reach your biggest and most exciting goals. Now, before we finish, I wanted to remind you of two previous episodes of the podcast which you might also find useful as we start off this exciting new year. One thing I love to do at the beginning of the year is create a vision board for all my big, exciting goals and plans. And I walk you through exactly how to do that in episode 27. Plus, there's a cool freebie with that episode where you can download and go through the whole process step by step. And way back in episode two, which was a whole year ago, I can hardly believe it's been that long, I talked about the final practice I do every December or January, which is to choose a word for the year ahead. I've picked my word. This year, my word is rise. And in episode two, I walk you through exactly how to find yours. So are you going to join me in a resolution revolution? I hope so. Let's ditch those resolution and start making real lasting change that we can look back on at the end of the year and be really proud of. Leave me a comment or drop me a note on Facebook or Instagram and let me know what goals you're going to be working towards this year. And of course, if you have any questions at all about this episode or any other episode of the show, feel free to ask away. I read all your comments and reply personally, so do get in touch. Okay, that's it from me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this first episode of the new year. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Before I go, I would love you to join us in the Ideal Life Club Facebook community, a supportive space on Facebook for ambitious women who want to grow themselves as well as their business. Goal setting and accountability are two key themes we work on in the group. So to find out more and join us, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash Ideal Life Club. 
And finally, if you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would comment, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It really does mean that more women will be able to find the show. In the meantime, until next time, be positive, be powerful, be productive and keep fast-tracking your ideal life. Bye for now.